Welcome back to the YouTube home for BamaOnline.com. It is Wednesday night, late night with BOL. How about that? Tim Watts and TR up this late? Tim, I guess there must have been some uh, Alabama-Auburn related stuff going on this afternoon and tonight. You had it with Ryan Williams recommitting to the Alabama Crimson Tide a little bit earlier. We had that breaking show right here for you on YouTube. Uh, and then just seconds ago how about the alabama men's basketball team with a four-point win over the auburn tigers we were talking about this before we went on though the point spread why does anybody mess with vegas i mean don't mess with don't mess with those people because we were discussing this earlier like why is it three and a half bama hits four auburn with the shot late to cover let's wave it off Unbelievable. Don't mess with it. You do much better pulling those slot machines or rolling dice or playing blackjack. Yeah, you might as well just uh, go to a neighboring state if you're in Alabama and buy one of those scratch-off tickets, maybe a lotto, Powerball, yes. something else. I think you'd have just as much of, a, of an opportunity. Because if you ever noticed, Tim, I know you've been to Vegas a lot, they keep building those casinos. You ever notice that? I haven't really ever seen where they've stopped building them. So that should be. No, they absolutely. And they just, but the old ones. The lights just, never turn off. You ever notice no. the lights never turn off in Vegas, yeah. Tim? I used to be there a frequent visitor when I was covering AAU basketball. We were there four, five, six times a year. And uh, we'd work. And uh, I know we're on a side subject, but I would be walking out at two o'clock <laughs> in the morning, just walking. I was a grown man, though. And I would see half the kids I covered. I'll never forget, I heard Mr. Tim, and I turned around, it was DeMarcus Cousins at 15 years old. Wow. I said, what are Boogie. you doing? Boogie. Yeah, Boogie was boogieing. He was behaving. He was just out. And, you know, he looked like a grown man. <laughs> you know, he wasn't like, oh, yeah. he wasn't like he's some 5'11", baby-faced uh, kid. You know, DeMarcus had those uh, grown man looks. But, hey, you know, you can't beat the – the basketball game win, a great game. Big uh, win crowd. for Nate Oates' team. Yeah, yeah, crowd. I mean, you got the lights issues going on. You got the Iron Bowl, tro you know, pro trophy presentation. All the Bama players are turning out for that thing. I mean, Ryan Williams commits earlier in the day, so I just don't know how, you know, Alabama fans can really have a much better day than they did today. We will uh, we'll be joined right now, too, by Andrew right, Bone of the BamaOnline.com staff. We'll have JoJo Hastings coming up in just a little bit too. Is that enough excitement for you in about a six hour span? Andrew bone is what we've seen starting with the Ryan Williams re-upping with the Alabama Crimson side. And uh, what we saw in the basketball court tonight doesn't get much more thrilling than that. Uh, big win for Nate Oates, but I don't know guys, maybe perhaps a bigger win for Kalen DeBoer and going back in and being able to secure uh, the commitment once again from Ryan Williams and Andrew, we'll start with you there. Yeah, obviously a huge win for uh, for Coach DeBoer, uh, the Alabama coaching staff, uh, uh, the football program, getting Ryan back into the fold, especially after you know, two weeks ago. I mean, he decommitted from Alabama two weeks ago, and you know everybody said that Alabama was out; he wasn't going to go back to Tuscaloosa. He's taking an official visit to Texas A&M. The Texas visit uh, was supposed to come up this weekend and the Auburn visit uh, next weekend. And now he has canceled both of those visits, uh, breaking news there on the Auburn uh, visit, which we, we had heard that he had canceled that. We posted that on the, uh, on the roundtable earlier uh, this evening. Uh, but 
little bit more official uh, this evening. And how about Hayes Fawcett? Everybody was giving Hayes a bunch of bunch of crap. The last Hayes has uh, made a comeback. Yeah, Hayes oh, has made look, a comeback. Look, look, let me jump in on Hayes now. My guy does not play favorites. It wasn't his best edit, but I know him. He's a good guy. He, you know, he works hard at what he does. He was at church. And if you remember, that commitment was kind of odd because Pete Thamel out of the blue broke, he's expected to commit. And we were all like, I never heard it put this way, right? We never heard he expects to commit while well, he's on the visit, you know? So we're like, why didn't he just commit? So Hayes comes out of church and has to rush that thing up. But tonight he put, he put the, uh, he made the Last Supper, the Mona Lisa, the Rembrandt <laughs> for Hollywood Williams. Picasso. If that you look, Charles, Charles Power, way. Charles Power said, look at the hidden eggs in this thing. So I'm staring at it, you know, looking for like, I mean, I see the Hollywood stars street below him. He's walking on. I mean, it is elaborate. So Bama fans cut our boy Hayes a break. Now, I think Hayes was catching strays because he was breaking all that portal news. Oh, and for did. a while, it was negative. But he also it was, got yeah, it, was, it was negative yeah. there for about a week. But, uh, but it but started third quarter. The thing, you know, what people don't realize is he has made edits for pretty much every Alabama commitment over the course yes. of the last two years. It's just yeah. they, they all started taking notice. When all the decommitments and transfers were happening, but Chris. pay more attention to Hayes. He's gonna bring it. He's gonna keep bringing some good news down. Hayes, Hayes, I like Chris. Chris Hayes. there called him Hollywood Hayes. He turned yeah. into Hollywood Hayes. I think Hayes really liked his job right up until Nick Saban retired. Then it got real for Hayes, well, like everyone else. But he does. He does a tremendous job, and and he I takes mean, a lot a of pride. You know trendsetter what I mean? He, in the industry. I mean, there's no other way to describe Hayes. He takes a lot of pride in his work. So he heard the negativity. He wasn't happy with that. But obviously, I mean, if you look at his last, I think I pulled up to show some people who uh, were friends of mine complaining. I said, look at his last prep prep ones he had. Zay Mincy, Daniel Hill, forgetting who the third one was, but those were all really good. And then he gets to the portal guys. And I know it was some bad news, but it's also good news with Brailsford and Austin Mack and, you know, Jeremy Bernardo. We were waiting today on uh, Hayes to do the edit. We knew he was probably going to drop the Ryan edit. We'd let built up to it today, but he did drop the uh, last supper version. Need Hayes uh, to do an edit of that Grant Nelson follow-up dunk late yeah. tonight. That would be a pretty good one, you know. That was yeah, a pretty big play on that that win. Yeah, but it was good news. We had a nugget earlier about the game was on. I don't know how many people saw it that we've been told by multiple sources Ryan had canceled his Auburn visit. Because, I mean, it, that was the first play. I had people so worried. They're like, I'm not even getting excited until uh, he signed. I'm like, well, the rest, gun shy, you the rest know? of us, you know, you know, the rest of us are. But uh, and then Hayes, like that, uh, uh, Andrew just said he put it out officially. Ryan cancels Auburn visit, shuts down his recruitment, which is huge. You know, obviously. I don't think I don't think there was any chance he was going to take that visit, recommitting. I I, I just there wasn't going to be a, a another emotional roller coaster ride uh, into next week with the commitment today, and then still a potential uh, still late with Auburn. Of course, you. You never know until somebody signs, but he's not going to Auburn. He's, I think, he's pretty locked in with Alabama. So, big win today for uh, for the Crimson Tide on uh, yeah, on the gridiron and the hardwood. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it it took Nick Saban retiring for the guy to reopen his recruitment, right? I mean, you said it, Andrew, two weeks ago today. That's two weeks ago today that we learned that Nick Saban was stepping aside. So it wasn't just some random 
uh, knee-jerk reaction to something other than the greatest of all time stepping aside, Tim. Yeah, well, I, don't, I just think, again, I'm going to keep saying this till it pounds home. I don't think – I think this this commitment in this window, he, make, he met Kalen DeBoer 10 days ago, 10 days ago, two Mondays ago, and came right back. This commitment proves that Ryan was always going to Alabama earlier before, especially before Nick Saban retired because he just committed after 10 days. And, again, every – you know, we, he, he had an out. He had Nick Saban, the greatest coach of all time retire. He had T-Rob gone. He had Holman Wiggins gone. Tommy Reese, everybody you can think of, associated with him. Area coach, Kevin Steele, everybody was gone. So he had that excuse. But not only did he turn around, but it was quick. I mean, it was quick. I think he always knew where his heart was. So I think Ryan, at the end of the day, his recruitment was much ado about nothing as far as any other teams, including Auburn, were involved in this. Now, we never thought he would leave the state to begin with. We always thought he'd stay in state. But even Auburn, I don't. I think it would have had to have been just a, an absolute shocker for him to end up anywhere other than Alabama. And I think Nick Saban retiring and him committing two days later proves that point for us. Now, hey, Tim, Tim mentioned this uh, a few, I guess probably about a month ago. He said, you, you, always, you either want to be first or last for the official visit. And Alabama had that – they were going to be the first official visit for him. They weren't, but they were before Nick Saban uh, retired. They were supposed to be that first official visit on on the uh, on the twentieth weekend. And you know, we kind of had a feeling before Nick Saban retired when he made that trip. We thought he was going to shut things down after that visit, even though he had the visits to Auburn and the uh, the, the signing date for February the ninth and the Texas visit. We had a strong feeling that if things went really well during that official visit uh, to Alabama. He was going to shut things down, and obviously things changed with Nick Saban retiring. But came back to Tuscaloosa and shut things down. I, I guess, though, and to listen to you guys talk about it, sounds like you anticipated, in some form or fashion, at some point Ryan Williams would end up in this class. But let's play a little, you know, let's play a scenario where an offensive guy like Kalen DeBoer doesn't get the job. Um, what if it is a Dan Lanning, a defensive guy? Do you think that could have swayed him perhaps uh, to not ultimately follow through with, again, what I'm hearing from you guys was kind of a formality? I think you just had to hire a coach that he hated, didn't like, no connection to. I don't buy that Dan Lanning couldn't sell a program. I don't buy any of those guys. If you look down the list of – of uh, a Norvell or a Glenn Schumann, all those guys are known to be pretty good recruiters. And that's what this came down to. Cause when you look at it, we mentioned earlier, it wasn't just the coaches recruiting him. It was the players on campus, Jalen Mbakwe, but it was more than just Jalen. There's a lot of guys there supporting him. Jalen's just the most visible, but was also the support staff guys behind the scene. You know, again, I used that term earlier. It take, you know, you know, they say it takes a village. It took a village to recruit Ryan because Again, of 20-plus visits to Tuscaloosa, you know, more than even Daniel Hill, which was hard to do. You really got to get to Tuscaloosa, not to, a lot to out-visit out Daniel Hill. But, um, you know, you look at all that stuff going on, and it was just the – I mean, the guy hits the hits the town and knows everywhere. He's popping up at bowling alleys and basketball games and everything else. So I really think unless you just hired a coach, he couldn't stand. And it was hard for me to imagine – any coach in this day and age being a head coach uh, who doesn't like to recruit besides Dan Mullen, 
who's catching a straight, but he should catch them. But most coaches are going to know recruiting is their bread and butter. Uh, so when we think about what could be next now, as we understand it, listening to you guys and uh, the information that, that we have at BamaOnline.com, uh, didn't anticipate a lot of spots uh, heading into this late period. Ryan Williams obviously had one secured. Then you learn about Noah Carter being released from his NLI with the University of Washington, perhaps going to follow Kalen DeBoer. Uh, to Alabama, visited the Crimson Tide last weekend in Tuscaloosa. So where do we sit with the Arizonan who, boy, you talk about a two-way player on the high school level that did a little bit of everything, Tim. Yeah, I mean, we felt pretty good. I mean, this this uh, uh, the first official visit weekend Alabama had has a potential to be one of the most epic and, and fruitful that you've ever seen. I mean, you've already seen – Austin Mack, who was committed before he went there. Parker, the center, he's uh, he's committed. You had Jerm Jeremy commit. You got Ryan Williams. Now you got Noah Carter. You got Jabbar Muhammad. We've had a prediction in for Noah Carter since his official visit. Feedback's been good. Um, hasn't taken any more visits. I mean, he was committed to Washington, got out of it, visited Alabama. When he's not taking any other visits, I think all, uh, all signs point to Alabama right now. Interesting stuff. Andrew, is that sort of your perspective of this too? Uh, I'm guessing it aligns pretty much with Tim. Well, I usually tell Tim uh, everything that he needs to say on air. Uh, okay, and, there we so, go. So, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely agree with Tim here. Yeah, I had a chance to talk to Noah last week uh, shortly after he received the offer from uh, Coach DeBoer, who he had obviously uh, signed with back in December at Washington. Uh, I had nothing but praise for him, the coaching staff. Thought him one of the best coaches, if not the best coach uh, in the country. Um, he's recruited as a uh, you know, one of those outside edge rushers, six foot four, two hundred and twenty pounds. Had a great showing at the uh, All American Bowl out in San Antonio. A stock up type guy. And we could potentially see him move up in the rankings in the in a final on three rankings that should come out uh, here pretty soon, but. Uh, surprise late addition for Alabama. Uh, you know, that would be a, a very pleasant surprise. They only signed one outside linebacker uh, in the um, in December, and that was Jay Sean Ross. And it's crazy. Both of them are, are very similar. Uh, they're both around six foot four, 220 pounds. They both played on uh, each side of the ball. Uh, Jay Sean and uh, Noah were, uh, were wide receivers and uh, edge rushers, and uh, both expect to play edge rusher at Alabama. So, it's be a big, uh, big addition if they were able to get him, and you know, we'll see kind of what happens. He's been pretty quiet since the official visit weekend. You know, maybe that means something. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. And speaking of Joseph Hastings, there he is in the bottom left square as we go quad box here on the YouTube <laughs> channel for BamaOnline.com, as I like to refer to it, the Red Zone Channel for recruiting. Uh, and JoJo, how you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty good, Travis. How are you all doing? Doing great. And I guess uh, like Tim and and Andrew, uh, seeing that news, uh, perhaps from Ryan Williams, at least in this point of his recruitment and given the, the seeming momentum surge for Alabama here in the last few days, I, I take it you weren't all that surprised when it finally hit the social media timeline? Yeah, I wasn't really too surprised when it happened. You know, speaking with Ryan over this past year and a half, you know, before his commitment to Alabama, 
at, during the commitment, meeting with him multiple times, meeting with his father as well a couple of times. It was pretty evident that they have a lot of love for the University of Alabama uh, just as a program, as a school. Uh, he loves the city of Tuscaloosa. There's just a different vibe when he gets uh, to Alabama, to the capstone, compared to other programs that he visited. Not to say that he didn't, didn't like those schools, didn't like those staffs or anything of that nature, but it's just a different level uh, with Alabama. And even though, you know, there was a departure of Nick Saban, I mean, of Traveris Robinson, Holman Wiggins, uh, and then the retirement of Nick Saban, uh, all it took was a couple of visits getting for him for him to get back on campus and realize, you know, this is exactly where he wants to be at the next level. These are the people he wants to be surrounded by. Uh, Kalen DeBoer, uh, Ryan Grubb, uh, Jamarcus Shepard made a strong impression on him and his family last week. And also a lot of credit to Jalen Mbakwe, five-star signee for the Crimson Tide. You know, he really um, put forth a great effort didn't let up on Ryan even after his decommitment. And, um, you know, all the signs were pointing toward him rejoining this class. You know, I thought there was a chance maybe he may wait until February 9th, his birthday, uh, to make that final decision. But, um, you know, he, he knew where home was, and he made that official today. Tim, it seems like with guys like Ryan Williams, Jalen Mbakwe, in-state guys, uh, it, it's it's not just the, the opportunity that Alabama football – presents as you've said there's some gump involved in some of these guys I mean these are guys that are ultra talented have potential to be superstars at the college level perhaps even at the next level uh and on top of that there's there's a real sense of pride you get from some of these guys too with this class yeah and before I answer I want to ask you guys to do us a favor like and subscribe. We try to get everybody to do that. We love this channel. We've been putting a lot of effort into it, rotating guys in and out. Um, you've got the floor box. I mean, hit that like button for us and keep this thing growing so that we can continue to do more on here because we're having a great time. I mean, everything comes first on the round table, but we also enjoy doing this because it's way past Travis and Joseph's bedtime, oddly <laughs> enough. Those two. We got the oldest one and the youngest go to bed the earliest. So me and Andrew are like falling between, but – uh, yeah, I think when you look at that, the 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 gumpness, that's what it is. I mean, J you know, Jalen Mbakwe had no drama. He had no drama. I mean, he's a five-star guy. You saw him in the state championship game. Selfless guy playing quarterback. Uh, selfless, a guy that obviously can play offensively, right? He could score touchdowns. We saw him do in the state championship game. He chose to be a defensive back. You know, I'm you know, maybe. You know, when they get a good look at him, Grubb and DeBoer might want to be talking to him more because he's a heck of a guy, heck of an athlete with that ball in his hands. But again, working Ryan, Ryan showing, I mean, Ryan's got a lot of lot of Alabama in him. I mean, and that's the thing is like again, the world, you know, it's so recruiting so jaded when you cover because you see kids throwing hats and you know, ripping up t-shirts, you know, they do all the drama with it. It was hard to believe. Ryan told us what he was gonna do, right? He told us. He told us exactly what he was going to do. And people were like, nah, whatever, 50-50, you know, we got chances. Everybody, Texas thought they had a good chance coming into this week. Texas, I had people in Texas tell me they thought they were the biggest contender to Alabama besides Auburn. That's how confident they were. Um, also lost in all this. We snuck in almost an LSU visit at some point. <laughs> I looked up and an LSU visit was canceled. We're like, do we know about that? No, even Shay Dix, our LSU guy's like, eh. Maybe, you know, maybe he'd come. We didn't really put it on the books. But, yeah, I mean, you saw this, you know, for, for all the drama. And also the one thing I want to say, people have got to look at Ryan a little bit different because he's 16 years old. Not saying that he's not mature, but even more so 
is that um, Ryan's recruitment didn't go down like a normal senior. He turned a senior in December. He wanted to tell, we get he took unofficial visits, but official visits are different. They're more fun. I mean, he got to take his whole family to Alabama. Several of his family members went to Texas A&M. Now I suspect that, you know, that old saying your uh, appetite's bigger than your, than your, than your stomach or your, or your eyes are bigger than your appetite. All those visits, kids always want to say they want to take five visits, but rarely do they actually do it. So I think two is enough. He locked it down. He's over it. And, you know, we had the nugget saying he was done. And then Hayes Fawcett tweeted out from Ryan, he's done, locked it down. So, you know, a, a recruitment well done, in my opinion. So get back to you, JoJo. Are you on Noah Carter watch like everybody else at this point? Yeah, he's definitely one to watch just because of the familiarity that he has with the coaching staff, specifically Kaylin DeBoer coming on over, um, you know, being able to take that official visit this past weekend and not have any um, assumed upcoming visits before, you know, signing day on February 7th uh, definitely seems to, you know, be lining up in terms of um, Alabama potentially landing him. Obviously one that we're going to be continuing to monitor, but uh, would be a really impressive grab for uh, Alabama. You know, Bone talked about, uh, his skill set. And as uh, Bone tells Tim what to say on air, I tell um, Bone what to say on air. Uh, and I completely <laughs> agree with with everything that he had to say about Noah Carter. Um, you know, a dynamic athlete, uh, played on both sides of the ball, talking about Jalen Mbakwe there, uh, played wide receiver, was even returning um, kickoffs um, and punts. You know, that that's a scary sight. Six foot four, 220, 225 pounds returning kickoffs. Um, you know, very athletic, um, you know, excelled exceptionally in, in the red zone uh, with jump um, jump passes, jump balls, being able to haul those in. So, uh, yeah, you know, he's somebody that is very, very, very exciting prospect. Got to showcase his skill set against some of the top prospects in the country at the All-American Bowl in San Antonio and um, would indeed be a big grab for Alabama. Yeah, I was watching some of the footage of uh, Noah Carter earlier today, and here is some of it. I mean – impressive dude off the edge as you see there but as you roll through this as jojo uh alluded to uh the offensive playmaking ability i mean look at this guy running a post that's what i'm you know, saying between you, a between a corner and a uh, safety one, one catch right there. yeah if you took his defensive clips off of this just show the offensive we would have no doubt thinking he's a power five tight end prospect we'd have no issues with it whatsoever we wouldn't doubt it he's going to have here's the punt return he's going to have a toe tap in the end zone on this thing he's going to have one pass i think they rolled it incomplete but he jumped up caught it landed flat on his back yeah so i mean he's obviously an athletic joker i mean surely talk about, talk about a guy that we talk about a guy that we did not mention the entire year and then all of a sudden he's in the mix to potentially be an album it's almost like jihad campbell uh a few years ago when um <laughs> look, Brent yeah, look. Took, the, uh, took the job okay. at uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, is it that I means I think this for us, the three of us that cover recruiting so closely, is we didn't know who Austin Mack was. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't cover Austin Mack. He skipped a whole year, was never on our radar. Noah Carter was never on our radar. Um, so yeah, getting a look at this, I mean, what it tells us quickly is they know how to evaluate, right? You're, I mean, nobody except unless you're jaded and just want to, you know, make it a bigger deal than it is. Nobody's looking at Noah Carter going, what are they doing? Nobody. If Nick Saban committed this guy, everybody would be like, yeah, it makes sense. He's a perfect fit. He's outside. You know, I think that's what you're seeing here. Um, 
uh, with this guy and his highlights. I, I mean, you could watch them all day. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Just a, a do it all exciting player on the high school level. And you, you certainly anticipate that perhaps uh, translating quickly to the, the college level, working through some uh, comments here, guys, uh, as we'll work the screen here just a little bit to help us out. Taylor Copeland is asking, what do y'all think the immediate impact of Ryan Williams' commitment will be? Looking at encouraging potential future commitments and also on the field. I mean, on the field, right, uh, Andrew and JoJo and Tim? This is it's a guy you anticipate jumping right in there, even as a summer enrollee, even as a reclassifier, even as a not-yet 17-year-old, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. talent. I mean, so, Go ahead, Andrew. Go ahead. Well, yeah, he's a, obviously an exciting player. Every time he he gets on the field, no matter the competition, you know, he makes plays. We saw that in the uh, in the Alabama Mississippi All Star game, and he had announced, I think, that Monday that he was reclassifying. Got invited to play in the uh, in the Alabama Mississippi All Star game the next morning, and was on the practice field uh, the ne- <laughs> that afternoon. So he went in there. Shined in the game, was named the MVP. Then he goes and uh, plays in the All American, or not, yeah, the All American Bowl, but down in Orlando, um, and you know, scored a touchdown in the game. Was one of the best overall players down there. So he's going to get to school a little bit later, but it, it'll be during the summer, and he'll be going through seven on seven uh, with the team, summer workouts, all that good stuff. So he'll be ready to go once um, once practice rolls around. But as far as impact, you know, right now with recruiting. I think you got to look at 2025. There's a lot of guys that look at Ryan Williams as one of the top overall players in the country, and he knows a lot of guys. He goes to a, he went to a ton of events, or he connected with a lot of top recruits in that 2025 class, including Jamie French, who recently decommitted from Alabama as well. Uh, that might be somebody that he's already talking to, and, you know, probably has been uh, for the last couple of days. Yeah, we'll throw some uh, Ryan stuff up here. As far as video goes, there you see it in the return game too, uh, both on punts and kickoffs. You could envision him making an early impact there because, well, your punt returners, your two primary punt returners in 2023, Kool-Aid McKinstry off to the NFL, Caleb Downs off to Ohio State. Now, Kendrick Law on kickoff returns, pretty good job in 2023. I think if you put both those guys back there or involved both of them in the return game, you'd feel pretty good about things. But Watching him at Sarah Land right here in the quick game, too. It's not just one of these guys with vertical speed. He has that very polished. But, well, I'll tell you what, JoJo, after the catch, you know, those are things you love if you're Ryan Grubb or any offensive coordinator when you can come up with some easy touches for a guy like this and he can turn them into explosive plays. Yeah, usually we get a little bit hesitant talking about early impact for guys who are going to be enrolling in the summer who won't be able to get that spring ball. Uh, for, for guys who haven't even turned 17 years old, you know, as we're evaluating them, as we're talking about them. Um, I think Ryan Williams is an exception, though, just talking about the speed that he brings to the table, how electric he is with the ball in his hands, uh, what he can do at multiple spots on the football field, you know, jet sweeps, you know, line him up. Uh, you can put him in inside a slot. You can put him outside. He can run go routes. He can work the middle of the field, as, as you're seeing here. I mean, he can do it all. Uh, I've seen him in person multiple times, saw him. During the game this past season against Foley, saw him at the Under Armour 
um, practice in Orlando. Um, you know, got to see him at Future 50 as well. He dominates every single setting that he's in. Uh, doesn't matter the talent that he's going up against. Doesn't matter who's throwing the ball to him. Um, he, he's an exceptional performer. He rises to the occasion. He's a competitor. Uh, and, and that's what you need at the University of Alabama. That's what you need when setting the tone, um, you know, for what the new look Alabama Crimson Tide offense is going to look like. Um, you know, going back over to the impact part of this statement, you know, Bone talked about it, just, um, you know, how he's somebody who connects with recruits, connects with people in general. I mean, uh, his coach was telling me that he already knew Austin Mack, was familiar with him before, um, you know, he, he he arrived at Alabama and announced his commitment. And Austin Mack is a, is a quarterback out of California who uh, wasn't really on the camp circuit that much and, and signed with Washington. Um, you know, he... he Ryan's got a magnetic ma magnetic personality. Um, he vibes with everybody that he talks with. Um, you know, always got a smile on his face. He's somebody that you just you want to be around, and you know that's something that recruits talk with me about. And you know, there's that's the reason why there was such an emphasis, um, you know, from from the players on the team, from the recruits on the team to keep him in this class. And uh, I, I think his commitment is it's huge. It's gonna it's gonna have a major impact in terms of Alabama recruiting and also on the football field. Tim, this momentum now that Alabama has. There are some important early mile markers, I guess, for the class of 2025 coming up, right? That you want to parlay this and work this into in the coming days and weeks. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they'll have a junior day coming up in a couple of weeks. And this thing about Ryan, just again, like Daniel Hill, he can pop up in Tuscaloosa at any moment. You know, he could be there for the junior day. It wouldn't surprise me. Obviously, he's close with Jamie French. Uh, his quarterback is committed to Texas. You know, Lacey's committed to Texas. When Austin Mack committed to Alabama, one of the first things posted on the roundtable was, guess who followed him? Ryan Williams. So he's a guy that likes people. People like Ryan. He likes to shoot. The, you know, he likes to hang out. He likes ball. So nothing's going to I mean, he's going to be huge from that standpoint. From a talent standpoint, his talent travels. I mean, there's not a whole lot of delay with this guy. He's already skilled. But again, I keep going back, and the more film I watch of Jamarcus Shepard, Shep, I watch his route running, and everything they do is so unique. I know this kid's going to thrive in that. This offense is built for him, and that's kind of like you hear a lot of the Julio comparisons, and I think optic-wise it's the same. But walking into a situation, Alabama wasn't a big passing school with Julio. DeBoer and his staff, Grubb, they like to pass. Ryan likes to catch it, and as these guys have pointed out, He's competitive. I mean, he had no business with his busy schedule playing in the Alabama-Mississippi game. But, of course, was one of the best players there. Coming off a state championship, tough loss. You know, wouldn't miss the Under Armour game, one of the best players there. Everywhere he goes, you know, he's one of the best players there. And he was playing against the older kids in his class. So his talent translate. I'm expecting to see him. Well, you know, with some opportunities opportunities next year. Uh, Andrew, just from an administrative standpoint, you and Tim or Joseph. Um, Ryan Williams is committed. Uh, he will be a summer enrollee. He can't actually sign right now, though, right? That that has to wait uh, a week or two before that opens back up. Yeah, right. February the seventh. Now, he, you know, the thing about signing day is, uh, you, you know, after February seventh, you can pretty much sign whenever. I mean, you can just show up on campus, but. Um, but don't wish that on us, Andrew. Don't wish that on us. He's signing the seventh. We're moving on. I got a Andrew. Yeah, he's like Andrew's not starting rumors. Me and Joe have decided. Is he signing on the seventh? He uh, he'll he's deciding in that short window. 
<laughs> we're no no show up on campus. There's yeah, none of that. Go ahead and get, get this get this done. But yeah, I mean that's that's the plan right now. Um, obviously, we're going to be watching see what you know, what else potentially happens. Uh, Noah Carter uh, does Alabama go after anybody else in the transfer portal? Jabbar uh, Muhammad should be making a decision here pretty soon. It looks like it's probably Oregon, uh, Alabama top. Top two, uh, Texas seems to be fading a little bit uh, from what I've read, but I don't know. There should be some more guys that are going to um, enter the portal soon. We'll see what happens with Michigan. You know, does um, you know, does Harbaugh to the Chargers? Yeah, that's some big news there. So, can you even get the Michigan kids in school? I mean, how many schools could they even get in? Like, I don't think Alabama. They could get them in. I, I think, though, there's, you know, like just about anything else, there's special exceptions. But there's another full week they have to wait I for know. the hosting. So, I mean, it's – I know. You know. We're talking about the summer semester at the stage, yeah. you know. I'll let me ask you guys a question. So, at say Alabama gets Jabbar and Alabama gets Noah. Not a reach on Noah at all. Maybe, you know, maybe 50-50 with Jabbar. How do you say this roster stacks up where it was pre-saving retirement? They've lost Proctor. They've lost Downs. They lost uh, Nye Black. You know, the guys, they lost Bond, you know, Amos, Antonio Kite. How does it stack up? I think a corner with Damani Jackson in there to go along. If it were to work out where Muhammad joined mm-hmm. this class, they'd be, they'd be pretty well okay with their top mm-hmm. two guys. They'd still have to maybe – Maybe take another Trey Amos type later in the portal for 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 some help. But you've got these young guys in that secondary yep. class, man, that look about as ready as you can be for incoming freshmen. So that yep. makes you feel good about that. You know, I we talked about this even before all this. We felt like despite the panic at the time from some, Andrew, this still had the feeling of a college football playoff roster, and maybe in large part because it's going to 12 teams, but still a team that would certainly be competitive at the, the highest level of the SEC in college football. I mean, they probably have a better roster than, than anybody you know, maybe outside of Georgia. And, and it might be, it might be really close uh, then. I mean, it's a, uh, it's a really talented roster. And you look at the 20, I think I'm probably more impressed with that 2024 class because even though Julian saying uh, left and, you know, we saw Jameer Grimsley left, uh, leave and go to Florida that 24 classes, they pretty much bought in. They're they're in Tuscaloosa. They're working out. They're they're pretty excited. And I think you know with the transfers, you know, the, the guys that they were able to get before Coach DeBoer, the, you know, the fact that those guys stuck around, LT Overton, Nakwil um, Bertrand, and then uh, obviously Damani Jackson. These guys still believe in Alabama. You know they want to be here. They want to play. It's a very talented roster. I think they're going to be very competitive, and you got a lot of key pieces. I think you got a lot of guys that are going to be hungry, that are going to be angry that you know some of their teammates left, but they're going to be ready to prove uh, prove something. There's a chip on their shoulder right now because everybody's telling them uh, they're not going to be competitive, but they're still. <laughs> I don't know if people realize that they're still one of the most talented rosters in the country. They just have they have one of the best coaching staffs in the country now as well. If you haven't seen the tape of Jabbar Muhammad against Oregon State and DJ Ungalele, the quarterback, this past season, go check that out on YouTube. He had two interceptions. I think it was four pass breakups and a fumble recovery in that game. And he did a lot of it 
in sort of coverages that you think you're going to see under Kane Womack now with Alabama defensively. Played more of a field corner, didn't really play left or right at Washington, so maybe it's going to be more boundary and field instead of left or right. But, yeah, you plug Muhammad in to this defense, and uh, I think you're in pretty good shape. And that leads me to this, Andrew, because you – I mean, excuse me, JoJo, because you spoke with him in depth. Um, I, I think it almost felt like just keeping up with you guys and what you report for us at BOL, like Alabama could have been on the outside of the three going into that visit, but going back to your report and what I'm hearing now from Andrew and, and the staff, it sounds like Alabama is, is very much in the middle of that thing. Yeah, it seemed like Texas had a lot of momentum coming off that um, midweek official visit that he took there. Um, then he took the visit to Alabama. Uh, and he also, and we talked about this uh, beforehand, he had that uh, meeting set up with Dan Lanning, then uh, went down to, to Texas to go see him on Sunday. Uh, and, and then you started to hear some of that Oregon buzz as well. But it really did feel like Alabama, um, it's kind of weird when talking about transfers and saying the term making up ground. I mean, it's, it's a very short window. Um, you really don't know until they actually get on campus uh, what that interest level is going to be like. But it really did seem like Alabama had positioned themselves well there in that recruitment. And, you know, it's one that uh, we're going to continue to monitor just as, is, just as is the case with Noah Carter, uh, especially with that Oregon visit coming up for Muhammad. You know, that's something we were really interested in seeing coming off that Alabama visit. Was he going to keep that Oregon visit intact? Uh, the fact that he did, you know, the meeting with uh, Landing seemed to go well. Uh, there's some momentum Oregon. Uh, he's going to be one that we pay attention to. But even if Alabama isn't able to land Muhammad, um, going back to your original question, you know, I, th I think this roster is up there with any other in the SEC, um, you know, in including Georgia. I think where you're really going to see um, the, the losses fell, um, in particular, the key loss of Caleb Downs is in back end of the secondary, maybe I'm interested to see, uh, you know, what the safety um, position is going to look like, um, you know, m missing downs back there that I, I, I think it's huge. Um, but, you know, everywhere else, you know, I really like Alabama's roster. I really like uh, the potential of, you know, for the explosiveness with the offense and the weapons that they have coming in. You know, I know they, well, they had the loss of Amari Nyblack and Isaiah Bond, but, you know, you're bringing in Ryan Williams, you're bringing in Caleb Odom, you're bringing in Jeremy Bernard, you're bringing in Rico Scott, Amari Jefferson, you got some talent. And then some other guys in that 2023 class, like Jaron Hamilton, um, you know, Cole Adams, you know, guys that we're going to be paying attention to. Uh, you know, it, it, it's definitely exciting for, you know, I, I wrote about it a couple of times this week, but, you know, it's, it's a shift right now. It's a shift from a defensive minded head coach and Nick Saban to one who's offensive minded and Kalen DeBoer. I'm very excited to see what that looks like. One thing Nick Saban was always big on, though, was explosive play ability. And uh, that's going to be a continuation for sure on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Tim, Andrew, anything else before we get out of here? Pawpaw, you know, he gets up early. No, that's about it. I would say that uh, Kalen DeBoer is, loves those explosive plays every bit as much as the GOAT Nick Saban. Oh, no doubt. He's, He's an offensive guy. Those, of course he does. Shots. Yeah, I will say, you know, I've, I've noticed, and I'm curious to see how this goes, that the offensive-minded coaches tend to, like, let the defense kind of do their thing, right? They're involved, but an offensive-minded coach, you know, I remember I had a college coach describing another offensive coach, and he said, he told me he was on the defensive staff, he said, I don't care what y'all do, just do it fast. Let them score, get the ball back. I just want the ball. So that's what he told his own defensive coordinator. I don't care what you do, do it fast. Get the ball back, let them score, I just want the ball, which I thought was amazing. What about it, Andrew? Anything to take us out of here with? I dropped a few nuggets on the roundtable earlier tonight. Um, I say earlier tonight, right 
as our show kind of kicked off on uh, on three recruits who are going to be taking official visits to Alabama this weekend. So go to BamaOnline.com. Get you a subscription if you haven't already. Go to the roundtable, our premium message board. Check out who's coming into Tuscaloosa uh, this weekend for official visits. What do you got for us, JoJo? Anything in the pipeline that we need to know about, or is it, uh, is it we got to keep it under wraps a little bit? Yeah, no, uh, nothing too crazy. Um, you know, we got the Battle Miami 7-on-7 seven seven, uh, tournament in South Florida this upcoming weekend. Jamie French is going to be there, some of the top guys in 2025. So uh, look look forward to that. I go there every single year. I'm very excited about it. And um, also I wanted to add one last thing about Ryan Williams. You know, I, I had spoken with his position coach, and he told me that the, the morning after uh, his state championship loss against Clay Chalkville, Ryan texted him and said, uh, hey, I want to get some work in on, on the field. And he was out there in Tuscaloosa. He wanted to get some drills in. So really kind of goes just to show the the work ethic, uh, the competitive nature of him and uh, why he's, you know, one of the top prospects in the country. Was he wearing an – is that the Auburn shirt workout where that went – sent people through the route? You remember that? He's like working that. They had him – they thought it was at the Under Armour game. Remember that whole thing was like confused. Like he's at the – we're like, no, that's in his like – that's in like a – it looks like a baseball field outfield or something. But I remember that. Nobody has put on a T-shirt and been more scrutinized than Ryan Williams, who's constantly in Alabama gear for the for the most part. If you want these kind of tidbits and more, then BamaOnline.com is the place you need to be. Hang out with us on the roundtable, the premium message board there at BOL. Everything we learn as we learn it, you're going to get it on the roundtable at BamaOnline.com, our YouTube channel here, if you would, if you haven't already. Go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit that notification bell. That way you get all of our video content as it drops. Give us a like while you're at it. We would greatly appreciate that as well. For Tim Watts, for Andrew Bone, for Joseph Hastings, Travis Ryer, thanking you for joining us live on a Wednesday night. Until next time, so long, everybody.